You are listening to Intangiblia, the podcast of intangible law. Plain talk about intellectual property. Please welcome your host, Leticia Caminero. Hello from Washington, D.C. This is episode 11. On this episode, we'll be discuss industrial design with a designer, entrepreneur, and university lecturer. Industrial design is a singular part of intellectual property, where singularity in the design equals originality. Thanks to industrial design, we have exclusivity on industrial items and artisanal ones. What is protected is the aesthetics of the items, not any technical functionalities. For that, we have the patent system. To enjoy exclusivity, we must register the industrial design and comply with novelty and singularity conditions. On novelty, you may remember what we said about this condition for patents on episode 1 and 5. The novelty, in broad terms, means a design that has not been disclosed to the public. On singularity, this condition demands that the design impresses the general public differently, always taking into account the designer's liberty at the moment of the creation. Let's say that the design is a table. For that, the designer must include some sort of support or stand for the table. So his creativity is limited to that stand. Intangiblia, the podcast of intangible law. Plain talk about intellectual property. Now, let's hear our guest. Hi, I'm Davide Radaelli. I am an Italian designer and I'm 42. I run my own design studio in Milano, uh, providing a multidisciplinary design consultancy for international brands, mainly in the fields of product design, interior and exhibit design, and art direction. Tell us, how did you become a designer? I studied design at the Polytechnic of Milano in Italy, and right after graduating, I began to work as a designer, both in design studios where I learned the craft, or at least began to learn the craft, and as a freelancer. Through the years, I've had the chance to work with different clients on different um, subjects, so I have several favorite works, so it's hard to pick just one of them, I guess. I imagine it would be hard to pin down which is your favorite design of your favorite work, but which are the most memorable for you? I remember with passion my first paid job when I was still a student working on wearable technologies for the strategic design division of IBM. Then I would say that some of my favorite works are the product and strategic design collaboration I had with Panasonic, the Bookshape Bookshelf designed for the Italian design editor Lettera G, the art installations designed uh, for Novartis and exhibited last year in Milano during the Milano Design Week. But maybe I have to say that uh, Right Ground, the design-oriented stationary brand I founded a few years ago, is uh, the work which is closer to my heart. What is the process you follow to create a design? My creative process starts with a wide research, which is both on and off topic. The on topic research is required to be updated as much as possible about materials, available technologies and anything bound to the subject of the design I'm working on in order to avoid to copy already existing products. Well, the off topic research is what I usually use to get 
the inspiration to mix different ideas which can help you look at things from different points of view. The creative process starts with this and then it develops into sketches, 3D modeling, sometimes physical models, up to the actual prototypes of product or some of its components which can give you the exact feeling of uh, the project you're working on. So first, extensive research, then drafts and models. And moving on to IP, which is the topic of our podcast. What is your experience with IP? The intellectual property of some products I've designed has been protected by the companies I designed them for as uh, they own the commercial rights of those products. Um, that protects my rights as designer as well, as this company have the exclusive rights on my designs. Have we mentioned in other episodes, it is very common to have work for hire or to hire someone to design and to create something specific for a company. So in this case, this type of contract, the owner of the design is the company that contracted the person. And that is stated in the contract they signed. Have you have any personal experience with IP? I registered a trademark of Right Ground, the stationary brand I founded, as soon as its uh, design was finished and the first collection of products was ready to be launched. So it was uh, one of the first things I took care of. On episode four, we talk about trademarks, that they serve as an identifier in the marketplace for a product or a service. How would you describe your experience with IP? I think that uh, protecting our works by ourselves as designers is uh, quite hard, especially if you think of the costs of having international patents for multiple works. It is um, it's quite expensive, uh, but it's, of course, something mandatory for an innovative product, uh, which you feel is going to be a commercial success. So it's uh, something you have to consider each time for each project you're working on. On patents, our guest refers to design patents that in the U.S., Canada and other countries, they are a type of industrial design. David, any advice for designers? I, it's hard for me to give advices, but my first one would be more focused on the research, which uh, has, has to be done during the creative process, because to me it's mandatory in order to avoid to copy other products, protect others' intellectual properties and avoid possible lawsuits. Then I think that if a designer is going to create, protect and commercialize his or her work, my main advice is to consider the costs of intellectual property protection when drafting a business plan, uh, which are the territories of the world in which those works are worth being protected, especially considering the costs of uh, possible lawsuits into considerations. Thank you. That is great advice to do your research and find out if any of your designs can be regarded as infringing or as violating someone else's design. And also you can research to find out if someone else is violating your design. And remember, if you want to enjoy exclusivity, you must register. Wow, so this is the final episode of this season. Thank you so much for your support and your curiosity. See you next year. Thank you for listening to Intangiblia, the podcast of Intangible Law, plain talk about intellectual property. Did you like what we talked today? 
please share with your network. Do you want to learn more about intellectual property? Subscribe now on your favorite podcast player. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Visit our website www.intangiblia.com. Copyright Leticia Caminero 2020. All rights reserved. This podcast is provided for information purposes only and should not be considered as legal advice or legal opinion.